I have done a lot of thinking about the creative process. And so I have developed in my mind, and I wanted to share with you a creative journey model that helps me along my creative process that might help you. So first of all, the creative process in the simplest of definitions, the process of an idea from zero or zilch into conception through a progression of actions. This creative process takes ideas and our creative thinking and turns our ideas and thinking into a creative product that is more focused within a planned artistic journey. Whether you're an artist, musician, or a narrator, or someone who draws, it's, it's all the same artistic journey when it comes right down to the product that we put out. If an artist is not aware of the concept of the creative process, there's a chance of actually missing the creative flow. But does this mean that the creative journey cannot happen without a conscious effort? In fact, in my experience, for several years, the creative process has happened without a conscious effort of growing my ideas into a creative path. So I set out to study this thing called the creative process and I learned that I could be so much more productive in my artistic journey if I did more direct the flow with actionable steps. In my experience, and I've heard this from other artists, that the hardest step is from zilch to start. Zilch is where ideas are formulated and the process will eventually be transformed into creative actions like from a blank canvas to a painting. Zilch is also where many, many artists get stuck and they just cannot move beyond that. While these actions may be infantile, the step is a catalyst to your creative path that will grow as your artistic journey grows. I've thought a lot about the creative process and what it means to each artist. This creative journey is different for each of us, but one thing that is consistent is that there is a balance between the inner self-awareness and our physical environment. Our unconscious mind holds many of the secrets to our creative process. But the key is to develop the self-awareness and learn the key to where your inner journey is directing you to go. Let's go back to this, the hardest step is zilch to start. Because after you start, you'll have moments of pause, but it just seems you have a place to go from. The key, as I said before, is to develop a self-awareness and learn the key to where your inner journey is directing you to go. Many people stay at Zilch because they're afraid to move forward or they just don't know what that next step is. So they spend too much time looking at other artists and they just cannot get beyond the zilch. This hesitation can actually become a habit and stump you from taking the next steps to be the creative person you desire to be. I am going to offer you some thoughts to ponder to help take you from zilch to start. In fact, I'm going to give you a model that you can actually physically do. It's like a little exercise. And this creative journey model 
might help you unlock your creative mind. Because you see, we all have a creative mind. We just need to know what it is that is telling us. First, let's start by steps to developing the creative mindset. The tool is a creative journey model, which I'm going to show you and tell you how to, to build this. It starts with a conceptual stage, goes to an actionable stage, then a launch stage. The conceptual stage is a list of all the things that you love. And this is going to be something that you're going to revisit over and over again. The actionable stage is to start and grow a mind map. And I'm going to tell you how to do a mind map. Again, this is something that you're going to revisit a lot during your artistic journey. I still visit mine um, monthly to, to move things around and, and learn from it. And the launch stage, which is to me the most exciting because it's going to take you from the zilch to start by using the other stages, the mind map and the list you love. So let's start with the conceptual stage, starting a list of the things that you love. Start a list of what you're drawn to, to almost the things you love. So they kind of are the same, but there's going to be some difference. Some, some of the things you love, some of the things you like, just a list of things that you're drawn to. If you need to, start it in a journal. However, it is easier for you, a piece of paper, a journal on your computer. The key is to develop self-awareness by listening to your inner self. Write down things you love or even things you used to love as a child. Listen to your inner voice. It might be hard to do this. You're, it, it's, it, maybe it's gonna take some practice. Maybe you've never really sat down to listen to your inner awareness or you haven't done it for some time. Someone along the line might have told you not to go in that direction to be an artist when you were younger and you didn't. So you kind of just put this way down deep. That's where I want you to go, way down deep and find out the things from your inner awareness, the things you love, the things you used to love to do. You might have to ask why a lot to get down to your true love. What might truly make you happy? So let me give you an example. I was told as a young girl that I could not pursue the life of an artist, that I needed to go get an education, pursue a profession that followed my education, so I finished my master's degree, got certifications, in fact, three of them. I started my business as a consultant in the project management and risk management world. But you know what? I truly was honestly not happy. I was not at the core a truly happy person because what I really wanted to be was an artist. I pushed the artist's desire down to the bottom of my world for a long time. I was told my passion was not a productive passion. But what I did not realize was that my passion needed to be evaluated and determined the direction it needed to go. By just saying I wanted to be an artist was really broad. I needed to determine by looking at the why and asking the question over and over again to determine the true passions I had. This passion creates the inspiration that is needed 
to turn a true love into a productive solution. Say you love going to the museum to look at paintings or reading drama books or taking pictures of nature. Think of how you can go deeper into what you love and why you love these things to determine your passion, both at the top broad sense, all the way down to the level of perhaps a creative endeavor. This takes a keen awareness to get there, but you can. Why are you drawn to such things? Perhaps you know that you love reading comic adventure books. Perhaps after you dove, dive deeper into this, you find that you love storytelling and reading of the comic books stems off of that love. Perhaps you love taking pictures of nature, running water, mountains, and when you think deeper, you know that is the vision of landscapes that excites you. If you love going to the art museum to look at art and the paintings that are in these museums, you might find out that you absolutely love the excitement of abstracts and down deep, you want to paint them. Or perhaps you find you love watching cooking shows and elegant foods and find that you love the detail of layering the food on the, on the plate. What does this tell you? Or you love watching movies like The Devil Wears Prada and figure out you just love fashion. It just might be that you need a process that will take you from these loves to map them to a level that will tell you where your passion is. And by doing this, you do it in bite-sized pieces that will just open up a new world for you. So you're going to be writing things you tend to love to do, things you did as a child, things that make you happy. What have you always been drawn to? What do others come to you to get advice on? What comes easy for you to do that might not come easy for others? Is there a task that you could do that you would enjoy for the rest of your life? that takes you to step two, the actionable stage. After you spend time with all these other things, writing down the things you love and going deeper into your mind and your past and, and really thinking about it, you're gonna take this and go into the actionable stage. And that's to create a mind map. A mind map involves writing down a central thought and creating new and related ideas that will radiate out from the central thought. By focusing on key ideas written down it from the things you love list in your journal and looking for connections between them, you can map all this information in a way that will help you better understand. And this information will be more of a way to become more creative in your thinking process, if that makes sense. Now, mind map, you can get some free ideas online or you can pay for these versions, but it's a map in a way that you put a nodule or a thought on the mind map, and then it has these branches that goes out and it's gonna have other ideas that are attached to this. Add a nodule for each thing you love and that you've listed in your journal or your piece of paper. 
Remember, be aware that the mind map will grow and expand as you think of things. You're going to go back and revisit this over and over again during your artistic journey. Each leg of the mind map, each nodule, can be moved to another nodule if you find that it needs to grow. It's something that can be maneuvered and moved around. It is such a great tool, trust me. If you start in a new direction, go ahead and start a new mind map. So you may have two or three, but don't worry if it's hard to fill out because you're gonna let this grow as you marinate on the things that you love. So just start putting words down and thoughts and just start putting the main thoughts on the main nodule and having your other thoughts attached to these main nodules. And just remember, it doesn't need to be hard because you will grow. For instance, my mind map, some of the branches that I have off of the main nodule, the creative journey model is, I love going to the beach. I love watching fashion shows. I like black and white uh, contrast. I like denim. I like city life. I like landscapes of the country. I like poetry. I like wing bugs. <laughs> I like train tracks and bridges and stained glass windows. So when I wrote these things down, and there's many more, I went back and I took one like going to the beach. Why do I like going to the beach? What are the things that um, really jump out? I like water, which in my art world, I love drips. I like seashells, which is texture and really thick texture. So in my art journey, I find I do a lot of the very heavy textures in my uh, paintings that kind of resemble seashells on the sand. I like the blue colors. I like the ocean tones. Those are some of the ones I gravitate to a lot. Uh, I like the way you draw on the sand, and so I do a lot of drawing in my artwork, on my paintings. When it's wet, I do a lot of drawing, and then I notice that I blur out a lot of what I have scraped through, so you can't really tell. It's almost like when the, the water comes up on the shore, after you've walked or drawn in the sand, and the water rubs out part of what's there. It all is like connected. Watching fashion shows. I've always liked the Devil Wears Prada shows like that. Because I love color. I love a very bold mixture of color. I like mixed media. I like paper in my uh, artwork. I like material in my paintings. I like design. I like playing with design with big bold shapes and quiet shapes. It's so like the design of clothing and composition. Black and white textures. This nodule could go on forever because I love black and white. I like patterns. I like graphite. I like using graphite and pencil and and a lot of black lines that I, I deal a lot. I always have black and white in my paintings. And I've always liked denim. And I, I wrote down because it's the thickness of the material and the way the material, the roughness feels, which goes back to texture. I like city lights the city because I like the lights of the city and I usually have the very blurry type of marks and color in my paintings. I like bridges because I love the arches and the circles and 
the shapes on bridges. I've always been drawn the bridges and the shapes. And I always have that in my painting. So I think you get the idea. That's where this is going to take you. And it's a dance back and forth between the two things, the creative model mind map and the things you love. And then we'll go to the next stage. So I think this is, I hope this is starting to make sense to you. Then the launch stage is when you go from zilch to start by using this mind map. This step will happen after you fill out your mind map. And sometimes it kind of happens in tandem because you get so excited when you start to fill out the mind map. Things, your, your, your mind just starts to grow. So look at your mind map. Look and see what it's telling you to do. Do you see things that are common? What ideas are triggering for you? Don't let it scare you. This is a huge step. But starting this creative journey is actually scary as it comes for your inner soul and it is such a deep part of you. So I wanted to do a little um, bullet points on to things to keep in mind. One, listen to your inner soul as it is evolving. Two, if you need a rest from creating, take that time to reflect on what you're learning about yourself. If you're still, it's still, it's not being stagnant. It's waiting for your creative voice to speak to you. Don't feel like you're failing the process if you're confused or you're having trouble. This process will take time to revisit the map and add in words or phrases as you keep asking why or reflecting from deep in, within your inner soul. Taking the time you need to pause might be a critical part of the process Many times stopping or going to a different place will help you settle your mind. Many, many times our mind starts to really become active while you're in the shower or you're resting somewhere, or you're taking a plane flight, or you're just doing something that takes your mind off this creative process. But now all of a sudden, there's, you're going to have a burst of ideas and you're going to want to go and write them all down. Remember, this is your journey, and you don't need to keep up with anyone else, any, any other artist, or be on a timeline. This is your journey. Here's some limiting beliefs to keep in mind. Limiting beliefs are things that stifle your creativity and should be accepted as all artists have them. The key is to always have a counter-positive belief to spring to. You might say, I'm so bad at this. You might say, I create ugly art. How many times have we all said that? I get stuck and can't go on. I feel like I never know my style, and I never will. So let's go back and take just a few of these limiting beliefs, and let's talk about the counter-positive belief that you need to spring to. So if your mind says, I'm so bad at this, okay, Say, I'm so bad at this, but with practice, I can figure it out. And I can learn aspects of what in my art practice that I'm good at. For instance, for me, like for watercolor, I'm, I'm not great at watercolor because I'm just learning it. So I'm learning how delicate of an art form it is. When I need that quality in my art, I know what watercolors can do for me and I add them into my paintings when I need that extra little quality. I create ugly art. It's the second one. So how about this? I create ugly art, 
but know that even ugly art can be put in underpainting as it's great for adding layers and starting paintings. So even ugly art is great for an underpainting and a start. I get stuck and can't go on. So let's, let's decide what we're going to say about that one. I get stuck and can't go on, but I know if I take a pause and do one of the other things that's on my list, I will get inspired again. I feel like I never know my style. So what's, what, is the, what is the positive uh, belief that you're going to spring to on that one? How about this? I feel like I will never know my style, but each step in the process is a step to learning what I love and what brings me joy, which will in turn inspire me. These things help me in my journey. So as I close this podcast and this um, creative process, the creative journey model, I hope that you'll listen to it a couple times. I hope that you will actually go through this, the whole process of starting to write down, go from zilch to start this time period. If you're a seasoned artist, it's perfectly okay to have the light bulb come off and start this part because it will add some new dimension to where you already are. If you're a new artist, you definitely need to do this. You just start with a mindset of understanding that you need to dig deep into your inner soul and your inner mind to find out what are the things you love. What what are the things that draw you in? What, excuse me, what are the things that you want to put out into the world? And then you're going to start writing them down into a things you love list or a journal. And at the same time, and, and bouncing back and forth, you're going to start this mind map where you do your nodules and you the things you love and why. And it will start to make sense and it will filter out into the things that you will put into your art, already putting into your art, and it's like a cyclical thing that happens because once you go back, once you go out and start putting these nodules out there, more creative ideas will flow through and you'll be adding new nodules and, and tweaking your ones you already have and, and changing some and just adding and it will be a beautiful creative process that you will be developing. So I'd love to hear from you on uh, where this took you and um, how you liked it. And if you actually went through the process and just, just talk to me, tell me what you think about it.